0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, episode 100, 100, 100. 100, 100. 100, Yes, sir. However you want to say it, the (laughs) central (laughs) mark is here. (laughs) Uh, once again i am your host john june uh and of course i've got my co-host greg peniman greg what is
1: good oh man mama i made it uh episode 100 is here uh it's you know been a long road uh all the the different audio technical difficulties all those difficulties we came a long way um so yeah, yeah from from zero to 100 real quick uh and to 100 more Oh,
0: yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, mom, moms, uh, significant others, uh, everyone, fans, you know, especially the DX tribe, you know, without any of y'all listening, like, we're not here recording. I mean, obviously, we we love fantasy football. We love this game. Uh, you know, we love talking about it. But, um, you know, helping, you know, trying, being able to help, you know, people in the community uh, give out, you know, advice and the people are willing to actually like listen to us and, you know, are like excited when an episode comes out or something. You know, that's that's cool. So just want to say we appreciate that. Uh and thank you uh to all of of you loyal listeners out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and so with that being said, let it let's get to the football man and we have some big news. Uh I probably you know, as weird as it sounds, I couldn't be happier uh, as a football fan. But Le'Veon Bell, running back formerly of the New York Jets, who was unceremoniously released uh, two days ago on Tuesday, uh, we were recording this on Thursday night, has since signed tonight with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, man. So, Greg, I want to know your football reaction. Then give me, you know, what it means for Lev Bell and his fantasy outlook. And and then I want to know what it means for your breakout running back, Clyde.
1: Oh, man. So, first, the football reaction. Yeah, this, this is real nice, especially for my Super Bowl pick. Uh, the Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl and the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I mean, that just gives them another edge in the running game that they have to stop. More bodies To make the defense tired, you know, you know, we saw how Cleveland can thrive, or our offense can can thrive with two elite running backs, and now we have two of you know two of the best in the game right now. I think Um, Clyde, being a rookie, but just still so talented. So this is this is dope to see. Um, Fantasy perspective, um, you know, definitely brings down Clyde as that that breakout candidate we thought he would be. I mean, it is a one-year deal, so he still might be you know on the top of the draft boards next year, but you know but still for this year that RB1 upside the RB1 elite upside cap is probably brought down uh significantly i, I kind of see them now both as as RB2s um i think both of them it's still very prolific offense so i think both of them can be you know can do what they have to do in and in, in good spots uh you know do well um have some good RB1 weeks um but this is more of a, a definitely a pass passing team so i think the the targets, whoever's going to get the most targets might have more upside. And uh, we know Le'Veon Bell is one of, uh, he could play a receiver too if he wanted to, if he was trained. He, he's a really good uh, person out in space, uh, even though he hasn't been seen to be used like that in the last two years. But we remember him back in the Steelers, used to line up a lot and run routes. So I definitely believe in Andy Reid using him to do that. Um, and yeah, I, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be playable and the Clyde will still be playable as well.
0: Yeah, man, I am. You know, like I said, leading off to this, leading off with this, I am a Jets fan, and as a Jets fan, I could not be happier to see Le'Veon Bell, uh, free, man,
1: you mm-hmm. know, free from Adam free Gase. Bell. Yeah, man. Uh,
0: you could you could add him to the list of people, um, you know, <laughs> that have, you know, been able to to go away from Adam Gase and and. Find out that the grass isn't actually greener on the other side. <laughs> yep. So, grass, um, turf,
1: whatever you want it. Yeah,
0: you see it. Whatever you want to call it. Even the one at MetLife, it is greener on the other side <laughs> without Adam Gase uh, in your life. And so, Le'Veon Bell, man. I mean, wh- who better to go to? You want to talk I about know. getting
1: the getting players God, in space? Andy Reid, like, like <laughs> Andy Reid. <laughs> the scheme. God man this is this is yeah, it's like, going to be beautiful to see the players. Like the everything. first thing
0: I said <laughs> was I cannot wait to see the screens that Andy really oh, yeah. designs for Le'Veon Bell because that you that was one of my biggest problems with Adam Gase is, yo, we didn't we did not see nearly enough like yeah. uh Levion Bell used in the screen game like how do you not again okay whatever Either yeah, way, we're not going to get, uh, that's a whole nother episode we're not, we could do. Like, a Adam whole nother Gaze. episode. <laughs> you know, we might need a whole other podcast about, you Word. know, just destroying the Jets and Adam Gase. But uh, <laughs> but uh, in terms of Le'Veon Bell's uh, fantasy outlook, I, obviously, like you said yesterday, Greg, anything helps, man. Anything Anything. Else. And this, this is, you know, this is help and some, right? This mm-hmm. is more than you could ask for uh really because you're you're going to an offense where you know that there's going to be uh more touchdown upside than you've ever seen there's gonna be uh more receptions than you've uh you know more receptions than you've probably seen you know yeah. we know sammy watkins is 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 not healthy uh, he's gonna be out a couple weeks uh, we we don't know they haven't seemed to have trusted Miko Hardman with that. With that full role of being the team's number two receiver, uh, and it seems like Demarcus Robinson is is forever in in purgatory of being that for them, and so now Le'Veon Bell comes in and can provide another weapon in the in the pass game, and so I think that adds to his 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 uh you know his floor you know in a fan- from a fantasy perspective because his floor before was a little you know almost non-existent.
1: Yeah, man, this is gonna be. Yeah, yeah that for sure. It was like Le'Veon Bell was non-existent. It was crazy. I can't wait to see when both of these guys are on the field at the same time. Like, you know this is going to happen. Like, Le'Veon's going to be out oh, running yeah. a route. Clyde's going to be running routes. Le'Veon's going to be in the backfield. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy, man. It's this. It's, it's going to be dope.
0: It's going to be fake fake screen to Clyde, fake screen to Le'Veon, throw the screen <laughs> to Travis Kelsey.
1: <laughs> Word. I <laughs> can't wait. Um,
0: but – in terms of Clyde, man, this is definitely a hit, man. Uh, I was trying to go out and buy Clyde. Now I'm not buying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I take that back. I'm not buying as hard. It depends on where the Clyde manager is in, in the freak out. right? Because if the Clyde manager is sitting there thinking, well, shoot, you know, I drafted this guy in the top six or top seven. He's only been the RB 13 and... You know the last uh, he hasn't gotten higher than a top ten performance in half point PPR scoring. Like why do I still have this guy on my roster? And you know the Chiefs then go out and sign Le'Veon Bell, and now the you know the casual person might be sitting there thinking like, wow, Le'Veon Bell is going to be the, the starting running back for the Chiefs, and and Clyde's probably not going to get any work. And so, if you can get Clyde, I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Clyde is end, like ends up being in dropped in, in in some leagues. Not any of the leagues that I play in, Greg, or you play in, but no, no, yeah, I'm boy. sure there are leagues out there where somebody is tilting right now and drops Clyde.
1: Yeah, um, I'm sure of that. Yeah, but uh, definitely this is the the hit for for Clyde. But it, it is a one year deal, so you know, if if uh, Le'Veon doesn't return, you know, definitely believe in Clyde for next year. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. I mean the dynasty. The dynasty outlook is still strong for Clyde. Facts. I'm not worried about Clyde at all. I was never worried about Clyde. Even uh, if they hadn't signed Le'Veon Bell, I still would not have been worried about Clyde. Um, or for keep League, so yeah, definitely
1: I, keep him on the radar. Still, yeah,
0: yeah, keep him on the radar, man. I don't 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 stress out on Clyde. What I will say though is, uh, you know, and this is the last thing that I'll say about you know the Le'Veon Bell news, and we'll move on to the to the matchups because today is. Uh, Part one of the game previews, but Le'Veon Bell's choices came down to uh, three teams. Those three teams were the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Kansas City Chiefs. In the next three weeks, the New York Jets play the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: And you know, uh, I know Andy Reid is going to, you know, he's going to see that matchup circle that date. That man's going to get at least 15 targets, something like that. All, all in space, I mean, no no rushing attempts, just like all passes, yo. Just
0: <laughs> I mean, uh hold on. Greg, I mean, I I I have thought about this. And I just, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i definitely thought about it too i'm like oh man yeah that's no you can't gotcha. do it all right yeah.
0: <laughs> so if, if for all y'all out there that don't know what just happened i just communicated to greg like i usually do as we usually do for uh not always but sometimes uh if if there's an obvious one maybe we'll we'll try to call it beforehand but i just typed to him you know week eight Le'Veon
1: bell start of the week oh yeah so just, yeah, lock it in. <laughs> Just lock it in.
0: Lock that in. Just lock that in. So, yeah. um, let's move on, man. Let's let's move on to the next matchup. Uh, to the to the matchup part of the show, uh, starting with the zero five Al- Al- Atlanta Falcons, who have recently f- fired head coach Dan Quinn. Uh, uh Raheem Mor- Raheem Morris. Wow, Raheem Morris, who is the, uh, I wanted to say Mostert. I was like so used to saying Raheem (laughs) Mostert, Raheem Morris, uh, who was actually formerly the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. uh, He was the, uh, actually the wide receivers coach for the Atlanta Falcons last year, then took over as the defensive uh, coordinator, having been a defensive coordinator and a defensive backs coach in the past. Uh, And so he's going to take over as the interim head coach in this game. Uh, And then the uh, Minnesota Vikings, you know, one in four Minnesota Vikings, Uh, This is a 54.5-point total. The Vikings are 4.5-point favorites over the Atlanta Falcons Um, in terms of the injuries. Atlanta has some guys questionable. Hayden Hurst, uh, Russell Gage, uh, but then Julio also uh, obviously dealing with the hamstring. He was a DMP at practice. Um, And then, you know, obviously they still have some guys banged up on the defense. But then for Minnesota, the big injury to note, uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, he was a DMP uh, today with, with that groin injury that he suffered in Sunday night's game against the Seattle Seahawks. So Alexander Madison is uh, in line to get the start there. So, Greg, where are you at with this matchup, man?
1: Uh, so for this matchup, I have the under in this game. I have the Falcons covering, but I have the Vikings winning the game. Uh to, yeah, two bad defenses, you know, going against each other. Uh, both these QBs are in a great spot, but you're just not confident in either of these guys, like, their success right now. They've been pretty much struggling. And also, like, in juicy matchups, they haven't been thriving at all. Um, so, for Atlanta, you know, Julio Jones didn't practice um he probably maybe is like a likelihood that he won't go again just so Atlanta has him back a hundred percent. If he doesn't go, you know, I'm I'm not really interested in Matt Ryan. Honestly. Uh, I actually went ahead and cut him actually in my 16 team league for Andy oh, Dawn. Yeah, you could drop that. Yeah. Matt I, Ryan, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Andy Dawn. I'm starting him up this week. You know, I have Joe Barrow ready to go uh, down the line. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of off that Matt Ryan train, especially without no Julio. Um, if, if Hulu is able to go, maybe you can talk to me about Matt Ryan, but I need to see it uh, really from him. Ty Gurley I'm interested in, though, for sure. Um, I think... Uh, he's just you know solid RB two in this matchup. It's not as juicy as uh, the last one, but it's definitely I think he's definitely playable. Had 18 touches last week, got an 8.6 yards per carry. Uh, he did have a long run of 34 yards, but he still played pretty much well. Uh, he was the second most targeted on that team as well. Um, so for a year that a lot of running backs are going down, um, a lot of bye weeks, I think Gurley you can slide him in as your RB uh, two. Definitely is a, a good flex. Um, Calvin Ridley definitely wide receiver one in this matchup without uh you know low end without julio he got the 10 targets last week uh Minnesota's definitely a good matchup for him uh they're giving up you know 8.5 uh points more than the the fan, to, to wide receivers above the mean so uh this is definitely a good matchup for him for really uh minnesota kirk Collins again not confident not a sexy uh even though the matchup is there it's just not i don't know kirk cousins hasn't been really doing it um But Alexander Madison, I think you can start him up definitely as a borderline RB1. Should expect close to 20 touches. Adam Thielen also in line for another wide receiver one performance. Uh, Jefferson, I think, is a boom flex. Um, They're both in a great spot. Uh, Falcons are definitely giving up to all the positions. Um, But... As far as maybe the touchdown upside, I don't see Kirk Cousins throwing up for a lot of touchdowns, so maybe one of them does. But the, their floor will be there for both of them with the LM probably thriving a lot. And uh, Irv Smith Jr., if you need a streamable tight end, there's four teams on by. I uh, think he can be a guy you can get serviceable. Got five targets last week, 64 yards, four receptions. So uh, he's a guy you can play.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take... uh I'm gonna take Atlanta to cover the spread, taking the Vikings to win the game. Uh, hey man, this Minnesota defense—it is trending in the right direction. I said mm-hmm. it last week. They—they they did shut down Russell Wilson and that vaunted or that that uh, explosive—I should say—Seattle uh, offense for a half. Um, but you know, Russ is—you know—he like he said—they—they they knew what was gonna to happen to them uh, at the end of that game. Oh yeah, if you saw Russell Wilson mic'd up. <laughs> Uh he's a savage. But um yeah, so you know, this Minnesota defense trending the right direction. I'm expecting that to continue, but uh I think the only again, like you said, Matt Ryan, I'm completely out until Julio comes back. Uh until Julio comes back, I, I, I want I want nothing to do with Matt Ryan. Uh therefore I don't really want anything to do with any of the receivers that aren't named Calvin Ridley. Um you know, everyone outside of that is going to be like a, a, a low end flex, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Russell Gage, probably the safer floor with, you know, uh, Olamide Zacchaeus being, you know, the one with the higher, the higher ceiling, the more boom, but, uh, you know, Todd Gurley, like you said, he's an RV two. you know, with the four teams on um, by the Detroit or the, sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders, New Orleans Saints, Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Chargers, Um you know, you, you, you kind of have to play him. I mean, he's been, he's been yep. solid. Yep. Uh, you know, it has all been touchdown production though, for the most part, again, like his touchdown, his, his performance on Sunday, you know, he had 121 yards and a touchdown on 14 carries, but one of those carries was a 50 yard touchdown run. So, um, you know, he, he is a little touchdown dependent, but again, like you said, with the, with the matchups and or with the, by weeks and things, you're kind of gonna have to play him, uh, but again, I'm trying to sell him if I can. Um, and then uh, Jefferson, or yeah, Jefferson didn't come through last week, but this matchup is great. He's averaged a 26% target share over the last three weeks. Um, Adam Thielen has been on fire. He's had a, yes, has at least a 30% target share in all but one game this year. Um, and then, like you said, Irv Smith, streamable for sure. He's in a nice spot against Atlanta they're the top matchup for the position this week with uh no uh with the new orleans saints on by and then like we talked about before alexander madison you know he's, he's in a great spot uh start him up and then you know Kirk cousins like you've been saying man like i don't know he's hard to trust but uh i think you could play him uh for sure i mean yeah
1: he won't kill you not he like won't kill you. He, kill you
0: not not the the worst thing i you know the i'm not worried about Kirk cousins like um, coming out and, and playing a terrible game against Atlanta. What I'm worried about is uh, Minnesota, who over the last three weeks is, is, throw, has, is throwing the ball 44% of the time in neutral game script, uh, which is the lowest in the league, um, is just going to run Alexander Madison because they don't want to keep the they don't want the ball in Kirk Cousins hands.
1: That <laughs> be I mean, it's a good strategy too and keep land off the field, dominate time of possession. Um yeah, I mean, I'm also fine with that as a owner of Dalvin Cook in many many leagues, so yeah, get uh get Alexander Madison up and rolling, but Dylan Thielen, Thielen's always going to thrive though at least.
0: Yeah, man, Thielen's going to thrive. I mean, he's he's seeing 34% of the team targets uh he's seeing fifty percent of the team air yards uh so you know one of only three players with 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 those numbers uh or actually he's the only player with the with those numbers with a thirty percent target share and a fifty percent uh market share of the team air yards so yeah he's gonna thrive uh every week so there's there's no worries about that uh anybody else in this game that you're interested in greg nah nah yeah me neither all right moving on to the next matchup we've got the four and one baltimore ravens traveling to philadelphia to take on the one three and one philadelphia eagles this is a 48 point total the ravens are seven and a half point favorites um in terms of injuries baltimore is a little bit banged up on defense um jimmy or uh, uh, in terms of Philadelphia, in regards to Philadelphia, right tackle Lane Johnson, he, he's uh, he was a DMP with an with an ankle injury that that's been uh, bothering him. And then cornerback, I missed this one. Cornerback Darius Slay is in concussion protocol, uh, and he was a limited participant at practice. Um, and then Deshaun Jackson and all Sean Jeffrey, wide receivers, are were both limited participants. Um, in terms of how I see this matchup breaking down, I'm taking the over. I'm taking Baltimore to cover, Baltimore to win this game. Uh, but Lamar last week only ran twice, uh, so I, you have to wonder if if he's really healthy. If that knee uh, is more of an issue than Baltimore is letting on. Uh, but you know, I think you have to play him. Uh, he he's not on the injury report this week. Uh, at least not on the injury report. The uh, ESPN injury reports that we follow. But um, you know, the Eagles have been getting killed by uh, the, the pat- opposing team's passing attacks, especially by the wide receiver position, uh, giving up the fifth most uh, points to the position uh, on the year. And uh, Marquis Hollywood Brown, over the last three weeks, is, is seventh in the NFL in target share with 28% target share, which leads the Ravens. He's fourth in air yards. He's one of just three players, like I previously mentioned, uh, with 27% of the team targets and 45% of the team air yards this year and he saw 10 targets last week again he's only scored you know one time which was last week but I think there's still boom left uh, because that touchdown was a red zone target Uh, so you know I want to keep firing him up in in, you know wherever I can and then Mark Andrews also in a great spot here Philadelphia gives up the fifth most fantasy points to the tight end position Uh, but you don't need you don't need us to tell you to start Mark Andrews Um, and then I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to play any of the. I don't want to play any of the of the Baltimore running backs. Just nope, n- not not gonna do it. Um, and then for Philly, I just want to play Miles Sanders, and that's it.
1: Yeah, um, pretty much on my side. Yeah, I have the under in this game. Have the Ravens covering and the Ravens winning. I'm with you on with the Philly side. Miles Sanders is the only one I'm pretty much interested in, especially if Alshon, Deshaun, uh, Jackson come back. Just makes it so much confusing. Um, tight end, probably you're going to have to with the four teams on by. It, you're definitely not deep at tight end, so maybe you're forced to play Zach Ertz. But other than that, Mossan is the the guy uh, that they should pay, basically run r- run through and uh, run this offense through on Baltimore side. Starting Lamar Jackson, starting Mark Andrews for sure. He should thrive in this matchup. Um, Hollywood Brown, you got to start him for sure. Um, and yeah, the running backs aren't playable at all. I mean, I'm, I'm so close <laughs> to the snip, snip. You have no idea. <laughs> I don't want any of them. <laughs> Gus Edwards, several later mean, in the season, yo. <laughs> I, I
0: said it, I said it two weeks ago, or no, I think last, it was on the waiver wire show on Monday. I said that, uh, the recap, I said that I, I, I'm really close to a snip, snip with, yeah. with Mark, with Mark Ingram. I mean, JK Dobbins is tough because you just, he's just, the upside is just there, and the Ravens aren't one of these dumb teams that are like, oh, well, this player doesn't help us win, but. You know he's really great for our team and our locker room. They're like, no, uh, you're better and you're gonna help us win and we're gonna play you. So eventually, at one point or another, they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna start incorporating J.K. Dobbins in this offense. Yeah, but like uh, you said, man, maybe maybe the move is to just drop Mark Ingram, pick up Gus Edwards, or if you have J.K. Dobbins, pick up Gus Edwards and then just see what happens.
1: Yeah, true, true. I mean, one of these guys playoff time is gonna gonna help you win championships. So mm-hmm. just don't know mm-hmm. who it is.
0: Nope. And just gotta bite the bullet and hold on to J.K. Dobbins, but <laughs> Mark Ingram. <laughs> um, what about Travis Fulgham, man? I mean, some people may have. I know we didn't. I didn't talk about him on the waiver show. Uh, Baltimore matchup. I'm not really excited about that. Uh, you know, and I'm. I'm really interested in getting receivers that are going to help me that particular week. But Fulgham, are you interested in playing him in this game, given the matchup? You know, even if uh if uh all sean and and uh DeSean jackson don't come back,
1: yeah no, I'm not on that train there's too many chances of those two players coming back uh we don't know how this target share will be um they're also going against one of the best you know corner sets in in the league uh yeah i i can't bank on that- happening two weeks in a row uh I'm just avoid that situation there's there's definitely other guys out there you can get this week.
0: Yeah, man, I, I'm I'm with that. Um, all right, man. Let's move on to this next matchup. We've got the four and one Chicago Bears traveling to Carolina to take on the three and two Carolina Panthers. This is a forty four and a half point over under. The Carolina Panthers are one and a half point favorites. Uh, cornerback for Carolina, Dante Jackson, is limited. Was limited with a toe injury. Uh, defensive end, edge rusher Brian Burns. Limited participant with a concussion, and uh, Chicago is actually pretty healthy. So uh, they were banged up earlier in the year, but they're they're pretty healthy now. So Greg, where are you at with this matchup?
1: In this game, I have the under. I have the Carolina Panthers covering and the Carolina Panthers winning. Uh, I think just lately this team has been playing pretty well. Um, but for the Carolina side, Teddy Bridgewater. I uh, have an under game, so it's going to be, you know, a little tough, low-scoring game. Um, he's a QB2 for me, high in QB2. Teddy, I think, gives you a safe floor. He doesn't struggle too much, doesn't kill you, but um, he does have uh, some does put up some solid numbers in this matchup. I expect him to, too. Uh, he has Mike Davis, who I think is still RB1 value, borderline RB1 for me, uh, Robbie Anderson, going to give you the strong floor wide receiver two value uh, even with the tough matchup should see a lot of Kyle Fuller um, but you're still starting him uh, DJ Moore I think is more of a you know low end wide receiver two. Uh, I think a good for three receiver leagues wide receiver three um, or flex but yeah I think this could be a, a bump down just with the tough matchup and he is definitely not the favorable receiver in this offense uh, second to Robbie Anderson um, but for the Chicago side Allen Robinson is the guy for any pass catcher uh, other than Jimmy Graham Uh, as a a tight end one. I think you can start him as, you know, with the the highest potential Uh, than other tight ends to score a touchdown. Um, You're definitely picking him up if you don't have him yet and you're starting him. Allen Robinson definitely as a wide receiver one going to be heavily targeted every week. Uh, I think Devin Montgomery gets a bump in this matchup coming off the eight targets last week. Uh, Ty Gurley you know, just went off against this this defense, Carolina rush defense. Uh, it's definitely favorable for him. Montgomery. I think uh, Montgomery has a has a pretty good week, actually.
0: Yeah, I am going to take the. I'm gonna take the over here. Actually, I'm gonna switch that and take the under. I'm gonna take. Uh, I was gonna take Carolina to cover this game, and I was gonna take Carolina to win. But I'm actually, uh, I actually had changed my mind and did take Chicago um and the reason was mm-hmm. you know i felt i realized i felt really good about carolina coming off the win against atlanta mm-hmm. um and i and i then i reminded myself that they beat an 0 and 4 uh atlanta team uh and then um the the chicago bears just came out and beat a tampa bay bucks team uh that is now 3 and 2 um and I just think the Chicago defense is just playing really, really well. It is. Uh, you know, Nick, Nick Foles, he's not, he's not, you know, I, I, I talked about how him and Mitch Trubisky, there's really no difference. The one difference that I did undermine, uh, and shame on me, was the uh, something that uh, Allen Robinson has talked about. Is something that they talked about on the broadcast as well, and it's something that you could watch even in the game. Uh, Nick Foles' ability to get the the bears in and out of bad plays, um, the, the 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 he he's very good at the line of scrimmage in terms of reading the defense. He's very good at changing the play, getting them into a favorable play, which nine times out of ten is throw the ball to Allen Robinson. So uh, that being said, I'm going to uh, <laughs> on the Chicago side play Allen Robinson. You start him up. That man is. Uh, led the team in targets over the last three weeks since Nick Foles took over. Uh, you, David Montgomery, uh, I think this is a this is a smash spot for him. Yep. Uh, Carolina has gotten better in a lot of things, but they have still been uh, bad against the running back position. So going to start him up, uh, and they still give up touchdowns to running back position, man. They're, it's you know deaf taxes and Carolina giving up touchdowns to running backs. So uh, Jimmy Graham, you know what? I, Hey, he's better than Zach Ertz. I'll give you that. He's better than Zach Ertz. <laughs> it, it can't get worse. It like, really, like, J- Jimmy Graham is, like, not con- compared to what what is out there at the tight end position right, right now. You'd right. be lucky to have a Jimmy Graham. Yep. So, um, and then, yeah, on the Carolina side, I don't, I'm not playing Teddy, man. I mean, Chicago's number two against the quarterback position. Uh, behind only uh, Indianapolis, that defensive front of theirs is really good. They have a good secondary. Uh, I'm not really looking to play Teddy. I mean, granted, yes, there's bye weeks and stuff, but like, I'd rather go get Andy Dalton. Yeah, uh, I'd rather. I go, agree with that. I'd rather get Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Um, uh,
1: but you know, I feel and, like they. <laughs> end up, I feel like both of them end up finishing around the same spot. Are we gonna do this? Do you yeah, do this? we could do the Teddy Kirk Cousins. We could do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I can't I can't believe I'm relying <laughs> on Kirk Cousins right now. Come on, Adam Thielen, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then for that, you know, Mike Davis, I think you, you he's a must play just based off the volume alone. He's been money, uh, in terms of even the reception work. Uh, he's been money as well, so I'm playing him. Uh, Robbie Anderson again, you know, 38 percent of the team targets last week. Crazy. This dude is clearly the, the bona fide number one receiver on this uh, on this team. So you know, he's even in a bad matchup. I'm gonna start him. Um, but DJ Moore, man, I don't know. I, I told you he's a sell for me. Uh, I I don't have much faith in in. Uh, I don't have much faith in in the offense as a whole per se. I mean, really, like uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and I think the matchup is too tough. I don't know if he'll be able to support two receivers in this one, and with DJ Moore being second on the totem pole in targets uh, behind Robbie Anderson, I like I I have trepidation to even play Robbie Anderson. So I like, but I'm playing him because of the target volume. But DJ Moore, like you said, uh, uh, flex. Uh, you know, wide receiver, low end wide receiver two, uh, or wide receiver three in a three wide receiver league. That makes a ton of sense. Um, but there's even other instances where I'm not starting him.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, definitely a slight bump down, the uh, bump down for him. Um, yeah, just not the tough matchup and just not the DJ Moore we thought we were going to get this year.
0: Oh no, we're getting it. It's just we're getting it from Robbie Anderson.
1: Right, right, right that's right, that's right, right. Yep, reversal, <laughs> Yeah. mm <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Um, all right, man. Moving on to the to the uh, next matchup, we've got the four and one Cleveland Browns traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the four and zero Pittsburgh Steelers. This game is a fifty one point total. The Steelers are three point favorites. Uh, in terms of injuries, Baker Mayfield, quarterback for the Pittsburgh or for the Cleveland Browns is uh, dealing with the chest and rib injury that he suffered in Sunday's game um, against the Indianapolis Colts. So he was a limited to participant in practice. He uh, He's expected to play because, quote-unquote, uh, Baker, from Baker, said, Mama ain't raised no wuss. <laughs> so he's going to play. Um, and then OBJ, uh, he uh, was sent home with an illness today. So uh, he was not at practice. And then Jarvis Landry did not participate in practice uh, with rib injury as well as a hip injury. Uh, the same hip I'm assuming that he's been dealing with uh, all year. And then running back Kareem Hunt dealing with a thigh injury. So he was a limited participant in practice. And then on the Pittsburgh side, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, returned to a limited practice today with the back injury that knocked him out of Sunday's game against Philadelphia. So, Greg, in a game where the Browns and the Steelers both have four wins. And it's only the second week of October. And this game actually matters. What do you got?
1: I have the over in this game. This is going to be part. This is, I think. Probably one of the best games of the weekend. Um, honestly, a uh, sneaky, really good game uh, setting up here um, in this one of the best divisions of football, if not the best. Got the over, got the Pittsburgh series covering, and I got the Steelers winning the game. Um, on the Pittsburgh side, Big Ben, I think he's definitely playable here uh, as a, a borderline QB1. Uh, He's been that tight end sleeper. He's been healthy. So he's been producing for you uh, around that value. And uh, that's been great for him, uh, finding his weapons and getting getting touchdowns, which is which is pretty good. Uh, James Conner, as long as he's healthy, you're playing him as a, uh, you know, a low end RB one, you know, with some, uh, I think, strong RB two, with some RB one upside. The matchup, you know, isn't. Too favorable, but I think uh, he's he's been pretty solid, uh, getting over 100 yards or a touchdown uh, in a lot of weeks so far. So um, and for the receivers, uh, Juju Deontay Johnson, I think those guys are you know those guys are playable. Definitely can attack Cleveland, especially in the slot. So Juju, I think it's a bump here. Um, Deontay Johnson, I think as long as he's healthy, they're still playing him. Uh, And Chase Claypool is interesting. I think he's that coming off the hot week, I think he's a boom flex for me. Um, if you're definitely needing chasing for points, I mean, <laughs> might as well go for chase. Uh, but I think, yeah, it, he's probably one of those guys you can uh, go for and in, in, in starting this matchup uh, at the flex. Uh, and on the, the Cleveland side, Kareem Hunt show, definitely the Kareem Hunt show uh, and more Kareem Hunt show, especially if Odell is not able to go. Uh, got, definitely got to keep monitoring that situation. Uh, if Odell is able to recover and play um, and test, you know, negative and stuff like that, uh, he's definitely playable as a you know a low-end wide receiver. One, uh, he's getting over that twenty-five percent target share every week, um, and that's pretty much it. I think on Austin Hooper, checking out his target share numbers is pretty impressive uh, of late. Uh, I think he's definitely playable. Um, I would probably play him over Zach Ertz. It's, it's the Zach Ertz barometer right now. <laughs> so i <also, Hooper, laughs> I think you can play him in, uh, in this matchup.
0: Yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on this matchup, man. This is going to be, like I said last week, man, the Browns are going to be, we're in a great game against uh, Indy, and it, w- it was a great game. This game right here against Pittsburgh, going to be a great game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking the under here. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to cover and win this game, and that one kind of hurts. Um, Cause last week I did have to officially change my pick to the Browns. Guess I'm like, you know, teeter tottering week to week. But <laughs> uh, again, this game is tough. I like the Browns. Also like the Steelers with the healthy Big Ben. So you know, again, this should be a good game. I'm giving the edge to the Steelers. I, I, I like Big Ben in this one. I like all three Steelers wide receivers. Um, you know, Juju, like you said, has the good matchup in the slot. Deontay Johnson, I know people are, might be concerned about him. I personally am not, and that is not because I have almost 50% Deontay Johnson <laughs> across my rosters. But it's actually just because, you know, the you know the peripherals are all there, uh, 30% target share. Um, you know, I'm going—the only thing, and I, I said this to you, Greg, the only thing I'm concerned about with Deontay now— is can you stay healthy? Like, is this going to be a problem for you? Because uh, he, you know, he he had the uh, obviously the concussion. That's you know you can't control that. Uh, the back injury, um, you know, he obviously had that last week. And then last year, this was a guy that was dealing with. Um, I think he had a sports hernia. He said that he was dealing with it all. You know, all year last year. So. You know, is this something that we're going to be concerned about with Deontay Johnson? Gonna have to, gonna have to find that out. But again, willing to play him, and then again, I agree with you on Chase on Chase Claypool. He's a high end, he's a high end flex like that nitro button. Yep. Um, but again, man, I mean, in this Steelers offense, if they're running these three wide receiver sets, and you know Chase Claypool did start in this game, and I think he was going to be a significant uh, part of this game, even. If Deontay Johnson didn't get hurt, because we saw James Washington get a lot of burn in this game as well, so uh, if he's going to be on the field in this offense, I think you got you kind of got to flex him every week. I yeah, mean, he,
1: he's he's on that he, McCole Harmon level for me right now. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, look, the four touchdown game that is most likely not going to happen again this year. You're most right. likely not going to get that. So. You know, don't pick him up off waivers, thinking, you know, I got, you know, Julio Jones, <laughs> Calvin Ridley, you know, or you know, whatever. Not, not yet. Not saying he can't get to that. He maybe very well could be that one day. Uh, again, this guy is an athletic freak. We're talking six, six, four, 240 pounds. Uh, runs four four two in the in the forty yard dash. Has a forty four inch vertical jump. Doesn't matter. Uh, this matter guy if the is take th- that
1: wide receiver man. It's crazy.
0: No no but when they take a guy like this i'm interested
1: yep (laughs) um so
0: yeah definitely playing him and then on the cleveland side uh kareem hunt obj that's really it for me
1: yeah yep
0: yeah um and then you know so anything oh no we said austin hooper you said austin hooper uh Uh, Yeah, sorry, you could play Austin Hooper. I mean, you're not going to find many tight ends out there with a 27% target share, which is what Austin Hooper has over the last two games. So uh, go out and play him. Uh, And then anything else on this matchup, Greg? Are you good?
1: Um, No, yeah, we're we're good to move on.
0: All right, man, the next matchup, we've got the 1-3 Denver Broncos traveling to New England to take on the... 2-2 2-2 two and two New England Patriots. This is a 54-point total. The Patriots are 9.5-point favorites in regards to the injuries. Broncos are getting two key contributors back. Uh, hopefully, uh, Noah Fant, he was a limited participant with an ankle, or with the ankle that's kept him out uh, last game. But then Drew Locke, star- uh, starting quarterback for the Broncos, he was a full participant with a shoulder injury. So, it looks like he's on track to uh, to return to the starting lineup. And then for New England, uh, Cam Newton, he is off the COVID reserve list as yes, well sir. as is Stefan Gilmore. Killer. So, both have returned to practice and both are on track to play on Sunday. So, Greg... Uh, I am breaking this down first. Yes, I'm taking the under. I'm taking New England to cover the spread, and New England to win this game. Basically, Cam Newton's back. Bill Belichick has had basically two weeks to prepare for this game. Pats roll. Give me Cam, uh, and that's really that's really all I all I really want. To be honest, I need to wait and see on Damian Harris uh, and see what his role is with with Cam in the lineup. Uh, And I'm putting, I mean, again, I will play Edelman, but I'm putting him on watch right now. Last game, you know, know, was the no cam excuse, and he was on bye last (laughs) week. Uh, But outside of the Seattle game, where he was the wide receiver four, after having a career high in receiving yards, he has been the wide receiver 31, wide receiver 88, and the wide receiver 67, which was against Kansas City with no cam. So I'm putting him on, I'm putting him on watch. And then for Denver, um, you know Melvin Gordon. We didn't we didn't cover this at all this week, but Melvin Gordon um, got arrested for DWI, uh, and so he may not be available until Yeah, he game. did. Uh,
1: could come on, did some work today, but yeah, they're they're keeping it up in the air for Sunday.
0: Yeah, so he he could face potential discipline. Uh, he he is expected to face. Uh, league discipline at some point, so uh curious to see what happens there, but either way man i there's no one I really wanna start from this game, I mean, not even know a fan I mean we know what Belichick's gonna do I mean, we saw what he did to Darren Waller, so uh yeah it's 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 tough for basically anybody on the on the Denver side for me,
1: yeah, I have the under in this game I have the pats covering uh and the pats winning. Uh, definitely on the on the pat side get yeah, killer cam is back you gotta start him as a qB1 uh you should thrive and as he's back in this matchup very well rested uh, and healthy uh, so that should be good uh, expect him to get you know get a lot of rushing attempts um damian Harris yeah definitely still in on that stash mode for him but I mean if you're if you're desperate he he could be playable as a, a low and flex um in deeper leagues. Uh, as well as you know Edelman he's also at wide receiver 3 uh flex for me this week um definitely yeah w- with the the watch no cam but uh, so I'm going to give him this week to kind of prove uh that he's back and uh, see if he can you know dominate the targets that he you know he was with the uh, Nikhil Harry um, on the Denver side uh, not really playing much I have to start maybe Phillip Lindsay in some leagues at RB2 because uh or in flex cuz you know a lot of teams are mm-hmm. by, uh you know in We'll see what happens with that. So um we might have to start philip Lindsay with Melvin Gordon being out especially. Uh and that's pretty much it. you yeah, know offense. fan. You're also probably having to start him too, but yeah, definitely a, a bump down for him. Cause you know, the Patriots that they take away what you do best, and that's not probably a favorable matchup for him. Um and that's that's no fan or Zach Ertz. Still no fan. I'm still taking no offense. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Drew, Drew Lock, my Drew Lock is back. So you you know, I mean, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. No fan is gonna get a lot of targets, but uh, yeah, I, I still, I still like no offense. <laughs>
0: oh man! All right, next up we got the one three and one Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Indianapolis to take on the three and two Indianapolis Colts. This is a forty six and a half point total. The Colts are eight point favorites in terms of the injuries. Wide receiver A.J. Green is limited participant with a hamstring injury. Giovanni Bernard was limited participant with a groin. And then wide receiver Auden Tate uh, was a DMP with a shoulder injury for Indianapolis. Uh, Mo'Ally Cox, uh, he was a um, DMP with a knee injury. Darius Leonard was a DMP with a groin injury. And then Justin Houston, edge rusher, was a DMP Uh, with a hip injury. And then backup running back Jordan Wilkins was a uh, limited participant with a calf. I'm taking the under here. I'm taking Indianapolis to cover, taking Indianapolis to win this game. In terms of how it plays out, uh, I think this is a get-right spot for the Colts. Uh, This is a Cincinnati pass defense that's actually pretty good. They're top 10 in uh, football outsiders, DVOA uh, metric versus the pass. Uh, But their run defense... Not so much, so I'm hoping that Frank Reich, uh, Frank Reich, head coach of the Colts, uh, could just, could get this run game going, uh, run the ball a bit more than they have uh, in in neutral game script over the last couple weeks, uh, it, you know. And if that's the case, that should be a nice uh, a nice bounce back game for for Jonathan Taylor. I like Trey Burton this week again. Uh, like I said, he's my streamer of the week at the tight end position. Uh, has been leading the tight ends uh, for the Colts in routes. Mo Alley-Cox, he's banged up with the knee injury. So, um, you know, it's, you know, trending up for Trey Burton this week. And then on the Cincinnati side, uh, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, um, you know, that's really it. You know, I'm not forcing anyone else into my lineup. I I don't want to try to get uh, Joe Burrow into my lineup either.
1: Yeah, for me, I have the under... I'm taking the Bengals to cover, as I always do, for some reason, uh, and I'm taking the Colts to win the game. Uh, on the Cincy side, Joe Barrow definitely in another tough spot. Um, I think it's kind of another wait-and-see, One, you know, one more week to play him again in 12-team in formats, uh, kind of expecting the same result, kind of not as bad as the Ravens game, but uh, you're kind of having those same expectations. Um, But he's got the Browns after this, then the Titans, then the Steelers. So, you know, a couple more favorable matchups to come. So don't worry. I think after that you can have Joe Burrow uh, and start him up. Um, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, uh, I think again the same expectations for them as last week as well. Higgins is a you know safe floor wide receiver 3. I think a flex um, he's going to get the same amount of tar- a good amount of targets 6 to 7 each week. Boyd safe floor wide receiver 2. Um, so I think both of those guys are still playable. Um that's pretty much it after you know Joe you know, Joe Mixon of course um, if he's able to play I think you know he gets the bump uh just a, as a you know running back too uh, especially in these weeks. Uh, still has the, the running back one upside, but definitely against uh, one of the top defenses. Not the best defense in the league right now. Um, on the Indy side, the JT show, as always. Um, Trey Burton, I do like him in this matchup. Uh, you know, your stream of the week. Um, definitely a player you can play. Uh, and I'm, I am was very high on Zach Pascal last week, and again, he failed me. <laughs> so I'm I'm not high <laughs> on any of these receivers until they prove me uh you know to be to be better though they do have some favorable matchups as far as the corners but i, I need to see it because T- it's not like ty and zach Pascal haven't had favorable matchups before all year yeah i mean and
0: Phillip rivers hasn't been good um and like you know like i said from the from the start this the cincinnati defense has surprisingly been pretty good against the pass so um you know not the greatest spot. That's why I'm kind of hoping they, they run the ball, hoping we get the, the you know we actually get the JT show. Yeah. You know, because week two we saw 28 touches. We haven't seen that since. So uh, that would be nice. Um but the next matchup and the, the last matchup on this on this list we've got the one and three Detroit Lions traveling to Jacksonville to take on the one and four Jacksonville Jags. This is a 54 and a half point total uh, this the Lions are three and a half point favorites that total 54 and a half, the second or is tied for the highest total uh, in week six in terms of injuries on the Detroit side running back Adrian Peterson was a, a DMP with an illness DJ Shark was a DMP with the ankle injury uh, LaVisca Chenault limited participant with the uh, with a hamstring um, and then Tyler Eifert, he was a DMP with a uh, a neck injury, and then the you know the the Jags are also banged up a little bit on on defense. Um, Greg, where are you at with this matchup?
1: Uh, with this game, I have the over. I have the Jags covering, but I have the Detroit Lions winning. This is a this is a tough one to pick that winner. I don't really know, uh, but I'm gonna take Detroit to slightly get that that edge and win. Uh, You're definitely starting a lot of people and mostly basically everyone in this matchup uh, on Jacksonville. uh, Gardner Minshew, my streamer of the week, you're playing him. uh, You're playing James Robinson for sure. DJ shark. If he's able to go, you got to play him. Um, I think that's really who I'm interested in uh, on the the Jacksonville side, as far as their skill position players um, that get, you know, a a high bump in this one Um, on the, you know, Detroit lions side, Matthew Stafford, as long as Kenny G is healthy and ready to go, both those guys, uh, I think, are, are very playable here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised Matt Stafford is a QB1 in this matchup. Uh, Kenny Galladay, definitely wide receiver one in this matchup. Uh, TJ Hawkinson also would a bump for for me as well as a, a good tight solid tight end one. Um, it's really the, the running backs. Uh, you know, you talked about it was a good point uh, about Swift being used. Uh, after this bye week maybe he gets utilized a little more he's definitely still the running back I want in this offense um, down the line and and currently so I uh, hope to see his involvement a little more um, kind of you know how he was in week one uh, so that'd be good to see um, and I'm kind of the question of who's going to be a second receiver that steps up or a second pass catcher that steps up for for Gardner Minshew maybe Adam Humphries could be that guy um, we'll see
0: yeah, man, I am going to take the over here. I'm taking Jacksonville to cover the this, this spread. I'm taking Jacksonville to win this game. Uh, you know, th- again, like I said, this game is tied for the highest total of the week. Uh, neither of these defenses are, are good, so I'm, I'm, that's why I'm taking the over. Uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, Gardner Minshew, who's your streamer of the week, uh, Fire both those guys up. Uh, Kenny Galladay in a great spot. I'm expecting, uh, you know, the hope is that, that – Kenny Galladay uh, runs some more deeper routes as mm-hmm. that hamstring starts to get a little bit healthier. Um, you know, he saw his his snap share go up last week as well. So uh, definitely uh, looking for uh, Kenny G to uh, to come through in a in a big way this week in, in a good matchup. And then DJ Shark Man, if he misses with this ankle, uh, that'll be that'll definitely be tough. Um, but. Uh, if he misses, yeah. If he's sorry, if he misses with his ankle, that'll definitely be tough. But Lavisca Chenault, uh, he's been balling uh, all year, pretty much, man. Yeah, he's like the James White wide receivers.
1: Yes, that's sir, solid.
0: absolutely, man. The wide receiver twenty eight on the year, um, you know, just been balling. Uh, so you you could st- fire him up in a, in a good matchup here, and then James Robinson, uh, you know, that dude has been uh, money all year. I mean, didn't come through in a big way last week. But I'm expecting him to uh, to show out in, in a matchup against Detroit, who's not good against the running back. And yeah, man, like you were saying about DeAndre Swift, I think this is a good spot for him uh, coming off the bye week. Um, you know, a game with a high total. Uh, Jacksonville they give up receptions to the running back, and uh, you know, for the first time, uh, you know, one thing I think is important to note: Ty Johnson not on this roster anymore. Um, he was a pass catcher, uh, and then in weeks, in, in week, uh, two, uh, carry on played 30% of the snaps week, uh, week three, he also played 30% of the snaps. Um, but then in week four, he played 18% of the snaps and we saw Deandre Swift end up playing, uh, 38% of the team snaps. So, um, you know, definitely a, a good sign that he's trending, you know, ahead of on Johnson in terms of playing time. Uh, and, you know, with with uh, Adrian Peterson, maybe potentially, I don't know, he's dealing with this illness. Who knows how that may affect him.
1: So, DeAndre Swift, I, I maybe you can flex him. Maybe. Okay, maybe. okay, okay. I like that. that. That That's definitely, you know, some some DFS intrigue. I'm going to have to slide him in. He might be basically nothing. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, nah,
0: especially especially if you're in, if you're in DraftKings full point PPR, I think he makes you know, but you know we'll, we'll okay obviously discuss that <laughs> you know later in the week, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's all we got for uh that's all we got for the the part one of the game previews for week six. Uh, if you want to hear part two, you're gonna have to come back and uh, listen to that one tomorrow uh also that's going to be where we reveal the starts of the week so you don't definitely don't want to miss that quarterback running back wide receiver tight end um you know we're doing the best we can and, and you know for the most part we've we've been money we have we've had some misses definitely have had some misses uh but for the most part we've been money uh that's why we call it money oh yeah time.
1: oh yeah I mean, qb3 <laughs> last did last week we had the wide receiver one back-to-back weeks like uh and then we had a to no top 12 wide receiver yeah we're, we're super hot wide receiver. we had a tight end one uh you know last week yeah we well, two weeks ago we, we're hot we're super hot right now
0: yeah nah we're we're whatever uh yeah i was trying to think of something really cool and really funny to say but i'm sorry y'all, I, don't, I don't have it it's episode 100 hundred. Y'all i mean we just produce
1: I, I, man that's what we do
0: <laughs> that's what we do so um yeah man uh everybody again Appreciate you all for listening. Appreciate you all for tuning in. A uh, hundred episodes couldn't get to it without you all. Uh, so we, again, we appreciate that. Please, uh, if you love what we're doing, rate, review, rate and review the podcast. Uh, that can help us more than uh, any anything uh, than more than you know. So uh, if you could do that, that'd be great. Uh, and then also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram, at we underscore made it. Follow me on Twitter, at JRFootballNerd. And again, as always, you can always reach out to us on either platform. Uh, we're very approachable. Uh, we're, we're always down to uh, answer uh, questions about, you know, whether you have a question about your lineup or, uh, you know, a, a trade and you just want some advice. Um, you know, I've had, you know, We've had people DM us in uh, over the last couple weeks asking asking us questions. So if you want to interact with us more than just hearing us here uh, through your headphones or your or your car speaker, uh, then that's definitely one of the ways for you all to do that. Uh, but again, as always, everyone, thank you for listening, and we are out.
1: We yeah. out.